0: To the healthy living podcast the healthy living podcast gives you actionable tips and tools for self-empowerment so you can create the life you love with your host anna block integrative nutrition practitioner coach and the founder of anna block international Hey, it's Anna Block, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Living Podcast. If you've ever been told to eat less and exercise more to lose weight, but couldn't get any long-term change, then today's episode is for you. What I'm talking about is the concept of counting your calories and being in a deficit in order for you to lose weight. Except... You'll know if you've tried this that you might hit a weight loss plateau and get really frustrated and bored, or find that what you used to do just doesn't work anymore, especially if you want some sort of resemblance of a social life. If any of this sounds familiar, or if you're currently counting calories but want a more liberating approach to losing weight and want to know the other factors that really count, you're going to love today's episode. So let's jump straight in. If you've ever done a basic search on the internet for how to lose weight, you'll find that you'll probably get over 500 million entries and opinions on how to actually go about it. And so no wonder it can be really frustrating and confusing and downright demoralizing to even contemplate in the first place. But knowing the fundamentals is essential to developing your own self-help system to allow you to reach your goal weight whilst making it a long term lifestyle change. So let's maybe begin by defining what we mean by calories in versus calories out. And so that we're kind of on the same page. If you're trying to lose weight and have been told, I guess unhelpfully by any sort of healthcare practitioner or read to simply eat less and exercise more, that's basically referencing the calories in versus calories out energy equation, which is that the idea that number one, when you take in more energy than you burn, you're going to gain weight, And if you take in less energy than you burn, you're going to actually lose weight. And the concept here is that if you want to lose weight, all you have to do is eat less and exercise more, which is a recipe for disaster. So sometimes, you know, despite you doing exactly that, it just doesn't work um, or it stops being effective. So let's dive into why that is. So, calories in versus calories out forgets to take into account the crucial hormonal processes and the imbalances that actually exist in the context of applying that sort of formula to a human being rather than in a lab setting. So your hormones are responsible for a whole heap of processes in your body and any sort of imbalances that you have can really affect your metabolism and also your ability to lose weight. So It can be things like you know any sort of blood sugar or insulin resistance uh, issues, any sort of like health issues like polycystic uh, ovary syndrome, so PCOS, uh, diabetes. Everyone's hormones are individual, and these factors will affect you and your metabolism differently. And when calories in, calories out is talked about, what's actually being referenced is your energy metabolism all that energy equation. So, for example, when I work with women with PCOS uh, or anyone that is peri- or menopausal, they're actually going to experience different hormonal changes that will disrupt that intricate energy balance. And another thing that's not taken into consideration when people talk about calories in versus calories out is uh, it's actually a major influencer and it's your brain. So let's maybe dive into that. Scientists have recently found that your gut and your brain communicate with each other via something called the vagus nerve, and it's that two-way signaling between your endocrine system and your nervous system, which is kind of known as that gut-brain connection or gut-brain access. And it also involves your hormones and your muscles and bones, and as well as your fat cells and a few other external stimuli that balance out your energy in versus your energy out. So it It really is an intricate system, which has a lot more external factors that influence the way that your body does work in receiving that energy in versus the energy out than just purely counting calories that you eat and the exercise that you do. So if you're still with me, I'll give you a few uh, factors that might contribute to your energy in just to kind of illustrate what I mean by that. So it can be things like what you eat and how nutrient dense the food that you eat is. Um, It can be how well your gut absorbs the food that you do eat. Um, It can also be the macronutrient spread of what you eat. So what I mean by that is how how much protein you're eating, how much carbohydrates, that sort of thing. And that'll actually affect your energy in. It can be things like your appetite, which is basically regulated by your hormones. So your hormones, like your hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, which regulate things like your appetite, your levels of satiety, any sort of cravings you feel. Um, it can also be things like your own energy and stress levels, um, even your mindset. And definitely any other drugs or medication that you're taking can definitely, uh, contribute to that energy in equation as well as your habits. So for example, if you tend to emotionally or stress eat that will also affect your energy So some of the other factors for energy out, uh, can be things like how much energy that you actually burn through exercise. So this is really influenced by your hormones, your sleep quality, and I guess the type and intensity of the exercise, it can be things like how much energy your body burns through other movement throughout the day. So that's also influenced by your hormones, your stress. Um, how well you slept, um, and also your general health and the actual activity that you're doing. Uh, you can also, it also, the energy out can also reference how much energy you burn at rest, so doing nothing, um, which once again is influenced by your hormones, you know, how much muscle mass you have, what your weight is, your body fat distribution, so how much fat you've got, um, also things like your sleep, uh, your age comes into play, as well as your eating history and how much energy you burn metabolizing the food that you eat also comes into play when we talk about energy out so it can depend on you know what you eat uh, the macronutrients spread again and also how unprocessed the food is that you're actually eating which will all contribute to that energy out Uh, Number. So let's just say you had the energy in versus energy out equation all figured out, you've kind of calculated all of these factors and wanted to count your calories to lose weight. So the next question that you need to consider is how many calories do you specifically need to eat in order to lose weight? And, you know, here's where if you've tried this, you can quickly see how the numbers just don't add up. And here's why. When you begin to track the calories from the food that you eat, you're probably using some sort of calorie tracker that calculates the averages of food. So you import, you know, you eat a banana, it'll give you, you know, a certain amount of calories and that sort of thing. And the, those sorts of calorie trackers have actually been shown to be out by 20 to 30%. And even more so if for example you're older or if you're obese or have some sort of metabolic or chronic disease and if you're referencing nutritional food labels to calculate your calories instead, the FDA actually factors in, in inaccuracies of those food labels of up to about 20% so that's why even if you accurately weighed and measured everything that you ate and still wouldn't have you still wouldn't have an exact, calories to eat sort of number. And there are also other factors on top of that, that further skew that whole calories in versus calories out concept and how many calories that you should be actually eating. So let's dive in. One of them is your gut. So one of the major ones is the role that the health of your gut actually has that influences the calories that you eat. Because the reality is that you don't necessarily absorb all of the calories that you do eat. Um, In fact, it's, it's more because of the rate of the calorie absorption, which depends on the types of things that you eat and also it's macronutrient spread. So for example, if you're eating a lot of fiber rich foods, you're actually going to be able to absorb more calories from the food that you eat. So you'll also be able to absorb a different amount of calories and more importantly, nutrients based on the integrity of your gut lining. So or your microbiome and the actual makeup of your gut bacteria Um, and the way that your food is prepared will also influence that rate of absorption of calories. So if, for example, you cook or you blend or you chop up your food, it will have basically more calories available for you to absorb because it's broken down more. And that's also why, for example, if you do use the calorie trackers, you might see that a piece of bread has less calories than a piece of toast. So how do you go about losing weight long term? Losing weight is more than just counting calories. If you're not losing weight, then you really have to look at decreasing your energy in versus increasing your energy out. And at Anna Block International, we basically advocate more of an intuitive eating style that lets you get back in touch and reconnect with your body and your individual hunger cues and appetite. And from there we look at the other parts of the puzzle in addressing the habits and the behaviours that you want to systematically be doing on autopilot without relying on willpower or motivation, which will basically enable you to address both sides of that energy equation and what that looks like for you specifically, but it also helps you develop your own self health weight loss system as a sustainable way to keep the weight off well after you reach your goal weight. And it's those behavioral and lifestyle factors that balance your energy in versus your energy out equation which I guess are different for everyone and will look completely different and something that we determined through my three-pillared approach. So first up, looking at lowering your inflammation, using food as medicine, resolving your stress and balancing your hormones, because again, everyone is different and your approach will be very individual based on where your hormones are at, alongside what your goals are and as well as your individual needs. So here are my top three areas to balance out your energy in versus your energy out and begin to lose weight long term. First up is using food as medicine. So what I mean by that is starting to eat more nutrient-dense food that has a lot more fiber and protein, and that will enable you to keep you full, especially between meals, as well as nourish your body. Um, second of all, timing your macronutrients to and what you eat. So for example, eating more protein, more quality fats or fiber, or increasing fats and lowering carbs, or vice versa, depending on where your hormones are at. Um, Timing your meals uh, optimally for weight loss is so important and getting the correct nutritional intake and correcting any sort of micronutrient deficiencies that you might have to really begin to supercharge your energy. Um, Next up is resolving stress. So what I mean by that is being really clear on your own unique vision, your goals, as well as your priorities and creating boundaries and the big one, learning to say no. Um, The second one is incorporating movement throughout the day. So aside from any sort of formal exercise that you might be doing, what I mean by that is more incidental exercise and movement, like, for example, um, taking the stairs or using a sit-stand desk, Uh, developing awareness and identifying your stress triggers to be less reactive and feel more calm and in control will be a complete game changer as well. And just lowering that systematic stress. um, And that can be by even doing things like exercising less. So it doesn't have to be about always exercising more in a bid to lose weight, as well as developing a habit around some sort of uh, breath work or meditative practice Or my own personal favorite is just being in nature, which can really reset you, especially hormonally. Um, And the third one is looking at the area of balancing your hormones. So building a solid self-care practice into your daily routine is essential. Having a solid bedtime routine as well to ensure that you get that more quality, deep sleep, which will positively actually impact your hunger hormones and getting rid of your cravings, as well as increasing your metabolic output. So how many calories that you can actually burn, Um, knowing and developing your own unique self-health system is integral to this whole piece. So it'll keep you balanced, especially in these uncertain times. So the bottom line, though, is that, you know, your weight loss results are based on not only what you do, but how consistently you do them, because here's the reality. The best meal plan in the world won't really get you the results if it's just sitting there on paper, Um, and especially if you just do it now and every now and then. So consistency will always trump anything else for long term weight loss. So I'm going to say this to everyone listening now. I would love to hear from you. Have you tried counting calories in a bit to lose weight? How did it go? So as always, the best conversations happen in my empowered women's self-health revolution on facebook so head on over there and request to join us and if you want to work out your own metabolic needs to fire up your metabolism optimize your energy get rid of cravings and start to balance out your hormones then my 14 day metabolic connection challenge shows you a really great step-by-step process based on nobel prize winning protocols to begin to build your own self-health system to lose weight effectively with the support and the accountability that you need to succeed long term. And if you have a loved one struggling with their weight or metabolic disease or dysfunction, whether that's PCOS, diabetes, insulin resistance, or intense cravings that they don't know what to do with, who would really benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And if you're not already subscribed to my email list, please go do that. We'll send out personal updates. Sometimes there are email-only broadcasts and tools and empowering strategies and bonus recipes that I share. So all kinds of good stuff that I just don't share anywhere else. You can get on my VIP list at annablock.com.au forward slash subscribe. And for everyone listening, thank you so much. Keep on your game and creating a healthy life you love. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Healthy Living Podcast with Anna Block. If you like this show and want to know more, check out annablock.com.au or please leave a review on iTunes and share it with your friends.